the save of the season for backup Curtis McElhaney. Kessel centering pass. Gensel to Cosby. Blocked by Roman Polak. Big block. Matthews to the net. He scores. Number 40 for Austin Matthews. It's been four years. But it seems like 40, doesn't it? The Toronto Maple Leafs are going back to the playoffs with a whole day to spare. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Tip of the Tower Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. We're going to the playoffs, but it's kind of bittersweet because we're literally going to play the Washington Capitals, the one team we all didn't want to play. Obviously, we all would have preferred to play Ottawa. Tonight was a game definitely that slipped away against Columbus. That was definitely one they should have won probably, but on the bigger news, they're losing players left, right, and center now. Frederick Anderson, we don't know his status. Roman Polak was injured. Nikita Zaitsev was injured. Um, concerned at all about that or what? Well, considering what we have to replace him is uh, Marin Mernson and... Uh... Alexi Marchenko, yeah, I think you have a legit reason to be concerned. Jacob, you've been rather quiet so far. Are you not concerned? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously I'm concerned. They 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 blew that game. I mean, they had a 2 nothing lead on a team that had nothing to play for, and they gave them three goals, and they gave up like six or seven odd man rushes. It was ridiculous. And, I mean, yeah, maybe McElhaney should have poke-checked the first one or saved one of the two shots. But, I mean, jeez, how awful was Jake Gardner? He was, yeah, he was really bad tonight. He was a minor, He was a, on for every goal, I think. But, yeah, he was shockingly bad. And, I mean, hopefully, if they, cut, if they play like that against Washington, we'll be gone at four. Well, I was going to say, now that we got Washington on deck, we know – who they're going to play finally. Um, again, Ottawa is obviously a preferred team, but with Washington on deck, what are their chances? Slim to none? Like, how many games? I think they're losing six. Yeah, five or six. They're going to win a game. I mean, for Washington, I if I were them, I'd be pretty upset. I mean, that's definitely not a team you wanted to play because the Leafs, you know, obviously they have their flaws, but they're youthful. They have a lot of offensive firepower. And they have a lot of speed, which is kind of the, the real strength of the Capitals, is that they're really fast. And teams that beat them, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins last year, beat them with speed. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Washington, I, yeah, I agree with you guys that Washington's probably going to win it and I'd say six games too, like Chris. And, yeah, I, I mean, the way they – I wouldn't say manhandled the Boston Bruins, but – the way they beat up on the Bruins the other day and what the what they did to the Leafs uh, earlier this week, it, it does not look good. Uh, they they this seems like a very different Washington team from what we've been used to being accustomed to seeing, and uh, you, you just wonder if the Leafs are going to be able to keep up. They're going to play a really heavy game. I like that's where I see them going in that first round, slowing down the guy, the young players. They they're going to get Matthews. They're gonna like double team him or whatever they have to do because he's probably the least hottest player right now, and we'll see what happens. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, what you're saying with the physicality, they better show up. I mean, you watched them when they played uh, Washington last week, when Alexander Ovechkin in the first five minutes just went around completely steamrolling half of their team. They really shut down after that because, my God, that guy, <laughs> that guy can absolutely level players. And if 
they expect they you better expect that they're going to come like that because that's a big veteran team that's really heavy and the Leafs aren't the biggest team and also our defense is is pretty injury prone considering we lost two guys this weekend and you know they're gonna they're gonna try and hit them whenever they can that's what that's what I would do if I'm the Caps but our defense is in for I think a rude awakening the game is obviously gonna get a lot faster like we've both all three of us been saying the Caps play really heavy any puck going in deep like I don't know if they're ready to get hit this much, considering how broken down a lot of these guys are. They keep saying all throughout the week, this past week, how everybody's playing through injuries. They're all banged up. But you look at a guy like Morgan Riley. He's been playing through injuries all year for sure. There's no way he hasn't been because he hasn't looked the same player at all. Um, a little bit different now when you got guys banging on you on a night-to-night basis. The same guys every night, too. I just I don't know if they're ready for that, to be honest. No, they're not, not going to be ready for that. I mean, they're, they're cool. they'll know it's coming, but I don't think they're going to expect – the level that Washington is going to get up to because they've been there before. Most of them have been there before. So it's not going to be anything new to them. The Leafs are going to get, they're, they're going to get uh, what you expect a young team to get, which is a big lesson. Okay. Well, here's what we know then in terms of like that big lesson. There are ways that the Leafs can combat them a bit. We know the Capitals have a really good power play. We know they're solid in net. We know they're pretty deep to just not beat around the bush. We know they're, they're really good up and down, but how do you defend against that Ovechkin, Backstrom, probably Justin Williams or TJ Oshie on the other wing against that line? Is that line a bigger issue or are you guys more worried about a line like Kuznetsov? Because I think that Kuznetsov line is going to be really problematic for the Leafs. They play two different styles and, and we saw it with the Columbus. Anything behind the net, it creates havoc for this Leafs D. So I don't know which line worries you guys the most on Washington. Which one is it? I mean, they're 12 deep, so it doesn't really matter for me, but... I mean, obviously, though, Vetchkin, Oshi, and and uh, Backstrom line. I mean, they're just they're so good. Yeah. I, I I would be I'm terrified of the thought of our defenders playing against those two guys. Jeez, uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a learning experience for some of these uh, vets that haven't been in the playoffs, and definitely these rookies like Connor Carrick, uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Those guys are going to be tested early and often, and Morgan Riley too. I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with uh, Jake that uh, Ovechkin is going to be a very, a tough, very tough matchup. But no, I, I, I agree that their depth is going to give the Leafs the biggest problem because even if they try to game plan for Ovechkin's line, they're, they're just going to throw out any other line that's just going to be able to match what the Leafs have. Not just offensively, but the way they play defensively in their own zone. This is one of the best defensive teams in the league. And they can still do it on offense. So this team is built for the playoffs. The Leafs, I don't think they're built uh, well enough to sustain what the playoffs are going to bring. But you never know. They could ju- This moment could uh, provide an adrenaline boost and someone's able to bring their game up to the next level, like James Van Riemsdyk. You think Javier's going to be the guy that steps up? I know they're going to need a lot more than just one. Well, they're going to need more than one. I mean, he's been a beast these last well, two games. Oh, yeah. I mean... He's he he's the guy that has been there before. We talked about it the last time he's been there before. So if you want a guy that's got the experience, he's one. Am I going to expect him to do it all throughout the playoffs? Probably not. But I mean, he's good to get you, you know, like he did against Pittsburgh. Just start off the game and just come out flying. He had two goals tonight. He he's gonna. He's going to be important, um, but I still think it's it's all what the kids can do. And some of these guys we talked about have been there before, but not at this caliber. So 
we'll see how they're able to make the adjustment. Who steps up in your mind, Jake? Um, I think I think it has to be the the kids that got started before you, Nylander and Matthews. I, I don't think there's any t- any guy on the Caps that can match up with that. I think I think the only guy that would be close would be Backstrom. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be matching it like that or not, but you know, outside of that, I I'm going to have to say Morgan Riley. I mean, he's been he's had a kind of a tough year for me. He hasn't really been as as good as I had hoped he would be, and he's a guy that has to go out and prove that he's that top pairing defenseman that they're looking for because watching the the defense the past couple of days has, has been nothing short of uh, an atrocity. Okay, something you alluded to earlier was about how the Penguins last year attacked the Capitals with a lot of speed, um, a lot of zone entry off the wing, they, and their power play is obviously awesome. The Leafs are very similar with the speed, and, hey, their power play is top five in the league, so is that the only two areas that the Leafs can attack Washington, or is there another area as well? I mean, for me, it's it's the bottom two pairing defensemen. Uh, I mean, guys like Brooks Orpik and you know Matt Niskanen are guys that you know they're not terribly uh, great skaters, and they're guys that are really kind of physical. One thing I would try and do is is just go right at them because you know Brooks Orpik is obviously a guy that's been in the league for a long time, and and he's won a couple championships with Pittsburgh. But I'm not really sure if he w- would want anything to do with you know the, these young Leafs forwards because when you watched him last year against the Penguins, he looked he looked old and exposed. So how would you expose somebody like that though? When you're saying that, like Pittsburgh obviously did a lot of things well, moving the puck, and it helps when you got guys like Crosby and Malkin are the ones doing it. For the Leafs, is it just what you get in the, you get in their zone, you move the puck a lot? What would you do if you were them? If you want to break yeah. it down a little bit more. I mean, obviously, we can't do what I think the Caps will do to us. We can't just dump it in and, and finish your checks on them. You got to you got to be able to attack them with speed up the wings, and you got to be able to you know create space for yourself. Because one thing I, I've been noticing from the Leafs the past couple, de- uh, more specifically yesterday, was that they opened up so much space on the outside of the ice, and that's where a majority of their goals came from. Like, you know, the Gardner tip, he was outside, and you just had a guy sitting in the slot. They were really able to kind of move around the Penguins' defense, which obviously wasn't full strength, but it still had some pretty quality NHL defensemen on it. And, you know, that's what you have to do. They have to use their speed and their skill to just move it around the edge because with the Capitals, you're not going to get any opportunity to get a good shot in the slot. It just doesn't happen. They're they're so talented. So you have to be able to uh, take your chances when you can get them. Which line would you lean on the most, Dave, during this series? Are you, like, I know you guys have been saying you got to lean on the kids, but not all the kids play together. Is it just you, get, you need Matthews and Nylander to really take over this series, or is there another line that can come in and surprise people? I think it's going to be the Matthews Nylander line that's going to need to be the leader, but there's a line that can turn it on when you need it. I think it's that JVR, Bozak, and Marner line. I mean, they've been... You know, I, I think the second best offensive line behind Matthews and Nylander. Uh, Marner's been a bit, I wouldn't say quiet, but you can tell he hasn't been as... Uh, he looks he, like he's hurt. Yeah, of. well, apparently he was sick. He's been sick dealing with, I think it was strep throat. So, I mean, when you're sick and you're trying to play at a high level, it's just not, you, it doesn't work well. 
I'm um, sick of the bullshit excuses. Oh. Fake news. It's fake news. Wow. It is fake news. Um, <laughs> Just don't play. If you're like yeah. so bad, don't play. I mean, well, if you're you got hurt or injured, right? Yeah. There's a difference. I think there is. Yeah. But but that's the line that early in the season they were they were keeping the team going and I think that's the that's the one that's gonna have to have to step up. I mean I don't ex- the Kadri uh Brown and Komarov line, that's gonna be the, the matchup line, the one that's gonna have to play a little more defensively, you know, be a little more reliable against the top top playing. So I don't see them opening it up offensively. I, I think the you have to step have those uh, the top well I consider the top two lines of uh you know, Matthew's line and I guess we'll call it Marner's line. That those are the two lines they're gonna have to put it together. Who does the four days off benefit more? Obviously they're off now. Leafs, Monday. Leafs, Leafs. All right. I good talk. Do it again sometime. No. It's, it's not, I mean it's not even close. You just saw you just saw two defensemen get injured in the span of five minutes. And no, our goalie goalie's still out. With I I know he's fine. We'll see. We'll see if he's really fine. <laughs> Off the air, you and I were debating about this, and we were kind of chirping each other about, you if know, he is, com- he get, if he, is he If he comes out and he lets in two goals in the first ten minutes, he's not fine. That's he, what I'm saying. No, that did not People look will freak good. out. Like, yep. Especially within the Toronto market right now. I know Babcock is tired of answering the questions about, hey, how do you guys feel about more media coverage right now? How's the team dealing with the pressure? All that bullshit narratives that we've been throwing around the least for years. I hate to break it to these guys, but these Leafs aren't like those Leafs. So I don't think they really care about all that. But um, it's going to be a lot different in terms of playoff hockey where, yeah, the media attention's there, but the speed. Like you guys have, you guys have been saying this all podcast. Speed, speed, speed. And the way that the, the ice is going to be a lot more tight for them, I don't know if this team can is necessarily ready for that. They've all played like big games at lower levels, like junior, world championships, all that. But playoffs is a different beast, like you guys have been alluding to all podcasts as well. I think it might benefit that they're not starting off at home because – I think the the why is that? I think the pressure of playing at home. I mean, they play. I think they played. Uh, they played better on the road. Like they've had some games. No, stop with that uh, pressure of playing at home. I I think so. I mean, you saw they had two games where they needed to win at home. I mean, minus the Pittsburgh one, and they and they were gonna. They they were terrible. I think they're not so. playing the Avalanche. <laughs> They're playing I, two teams that have over 100 points. Well, did I say they're playing the Avalanche? No, but it sur- sure made it seem like, oh, it's really hard to play in Toronto. Like, no, why? It, but it's not. Just play. Just play the game. You would think having the fans at your back, and as they said yesterday, it's the greatest crowd I've ever played in front of, and they gave us energy. Yeah, obviously. I, but I think it's going to benefit them to start on the road and then come at home if, let's say, they're down. It will make it a little easier for them that to start on at home. They have to go on the road after. That's. What well, I think I'm the saying. easiest thing for them in this series is that nobody expects them to win. Like if we expected the Leafs to win, then yeah, the pressure would really be there. But yeah. if they come back down 0-2 from Washington, we're not all going to be like, ah, oh, Leafs are shit again. We're we're just going to be like, yeah, you know, Washington's really good. We didn't really expect them to win this series, so I think that's the best thing they have going for them too. Is nobody expects them to do anything. To be honest, no. like maybe to what win a game, two games, we'd be happy. As sad as that sounds, like is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you looked at it as as a shot. This game is is so bad because you looked at it as a fan saying, you know, we we can beat Ottawa, you know, we can beat Montreal, and now you're looking at it like, oh, Washington, there's no chance. I mean, the thing the thing 
Obviously, I think that. I think we're going to lose. But you also can't put past the fact that this team has lost in the first round before to a highly underrated team because a goalie got hot, the Montreal Canadiens, and they've also had a tendency to blow it. I mean, this isn't the Warriors playing some college team. They're a really good team. They're really good. You know, yeah, we've hockey's played them, like that. Yeah, we've played them in really good games. We played them, I think, 6-5 and stuff like that. You never know in the playoffs. That's why the Stanley Cup is, is the hardest trophy to win because it's not predictable like in the NBA where, you know, all, every top seed is going to win. You know, they have pressure too. You think the Leafs have pressure? Talk about the pressure for the Capitals. If they don't win this year, they're done. They're done. Oh, I was going to ask you guys that next was how much pressure is on Washington? I feel like that's not something we more, talk about enough here. More, more than on Toronto, I think, yeah. at least. Yeah, so do I. Because, I mean, imagine if you're Washington, too. Not only are you going to lose and basically have to blow everything up because you're done, but losing to a team like Toronto? Oh, the media yes. will be on them. Snuck in the playoffs? Yeah. Like, no. they, they got in the playoffs on the last day. They're the youngest team in the NHL. They're led by Sec- a bunch of rookies. Second to last Second youngest. Day. Second like, to last day. You know, uh, losing to them would say what? Especially for like guys like Ovechkin, Backstrom, like these are guys we've seen get there year after year after year, and we always give them the same excuse when they lose to Pittsburgh or it's Crosby or they're they're just been labeled as chokers, and they said they're very adamant about wanting to shed that. So I think the pressure is all on them, like you guys are both saying. Oh, that's true. Um, no, I mean Washington, yeah. I mean last year I think it was Philadelphia that gave them a really hard time with Neuvirth playing uh, like playing like a. I remember watching them. Like, if Philly pulls us off, somebody's giving Neuvirth like the the best dinner of his life. So, that, Frederick Anderson, if he can get, oh, first off, if he's healthy, and he get and he can steal them some games, I've heard them say it. Man, it, Washington will be on their heels. I think if they they get frustrated early, that's going to be the key part. If they get frustrated early, do they have the mentality to? to regroup and and find a different way to win. Here's the thing with Washington in particular, especially in the postseason or when they're playing teams that they're better than and they get behind on them. They like to get pucks to the net any way they can, but the problem is they're not getting quality shots. They just kind of throw pucks to the net, and that's where a goalie makes like 40 saves, but a lot of them aren't difficult. I mean, you go go back and look at that Montreal series where Halak literally stole it. I wouldn't say all those shots were good shots. or like I'd say maybe, maybe a quarter of them were at most. Like Montreal did a really good job of clogging up the shooting lanes. And a lot of teams that aren't as good as Washington, they, they just collapse. And they force Washington to do things they don't like to do. So, I mean, the Leafs aren't exactly defensively sound, <laughs> as we've seen this year. Like, they have some terrible lapses, and it leads to just a barrage of goals against. But I think if Washington plays that style of hockey that we've seen them play in the past postseason, where they just get pucks to the net, it helps Toronto more than anything. So what you're saying is we can't rely on Curtis McLean to keep robbing uh, Crosby at the side of the goal like you did last night. Okay, we got it. No, <laughs> no. That was the save of the year for the Leafs. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows if they're even in the playoffs <laughs> if he doesn't make that save. Seriously, that's a real, real, real fair question. Because Tampa won out. New, Island, New York Islanders won out. We would have probably, if results held from today and – we went to a shootout, which we never win. We're losing. Oh yeah, and uh, by the way, Jake, for uh, for you, after your uh, questioning my shootout prediction, how much were you thinking about <laughs> it? 
<laughs> going into that, I think near the end of that third period. I can feel his rage from here. <laughs> oh, when that, I was just happy when they tied it. I, I was okay with going to, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was kind of just thinking about getting one point so you have a chance going into the, the game tomorrow where it's not like completely do or die where they can still lose in overtime. But yeah, just incredible sequence of events. That was probably the most exciting regular season game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty fun to watch live. I can't. can't And I mean, I'll be honest, you know, it's obviously upsetting to be playing such a powerhouse team like the Caps, but you know, I, I was legitimately really excited to watch them play these last two games. And that hasn't, Hasn't happened for those teams in a while. Yeah, and Chris just had to throw it out that he was at the game. It took him how long into the podcast to say that? I don't, man. I don't want to bring that kind of stuff up, but you know, kind of had to. Thoughts on video review, guys? It's I... been slowing down games. Fuck it's kind of became that. a pain in the ass now. Yeah, I mean, is this something that's going to change? I think it's going to be worse. They, in the playoffs. They, 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 oh my god! Well, don't you think it's going to be worse in the playoffs? Every oh. single goal the Leafs had was challenged. Or it it's was horrible. It just kills the game. Like, they got to erase it. Like, this ticky-tacky bullshit. It's like, his skate was actually a quarter of a centimeter off. How does that affect the play? Like, it doesn't. Sorry your team can't play fucking defense. Don't try and bail it out. And it's all because of that stupid Matt Duchesne goal where he was offside by like three feet because someone was blind or something. <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, they make it seem like that's every single offside goal is that egregious. There was that... I think well, like, it wasn't it's just that such one. a minuscule amount. Well, it wasn't just that one. There was one, I think, against LA where it went off the mesh and it came back into play. And I think it went all in right. that. Great. There's so. fucking two instances of it happening. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, what's the worst championships games that are decided by reviews it completely sucks the life out of the event i mean remember that patrick kane goal i'm like i'm like oh is that in no no and then they look at it and it's in it's just so anticlimactic and it kills the vibe of the game i mean it's diehard cowboy fans dave and i can both attest to that especially with the des bryant catch you know i know it's a completely different sport but yeah yeah, the no catch is it a catch what is a catch like yeah i don't know that's that's another shitty league too. So just thinking back <laughs> but, of all the freaking times teams I've had just had moments like that. Oh, you know, had Italy in that penalty sh- penalty shot against uh, or the penalty kicks. You have TFC losing after they keep their opposition from having a goal. Like th- this has given me such joy just to have a team that hasn't completely blown it. Although they kind of blew it tonight. Oh yeah, come on. <laughs> they fucking blew it. I mean, this week they blew it. They want they lost three of their final four games. They should be playing home against Ottawa. They should be. They should if be. If they if they didn't have some incredible tip by Connor Brown or a extraterrestrial like I don't know who the fuck took over Matt Hunwick's body to make that pass to Kapanen. <laughs> <laughs> that was his best pass of the year. Oh I was like gosh. I was like who the fuck was that? I'm like who passed that? Who's I thought one? it was I thought it was Matthews and then I'm just like my dad's like that was number 2. Who's that? Yeah. I'm like oh Hunwick, wow. Uh yeah, but that was So I mean they they could literally be out. They blew it. They lost to Tampa, a team they should have massacred. No, they got destroyed by Tampa. Yeah, okay, they lost to Washington. That was probably going to happen because 
we were on a back-to-back and after that big emotional win over the Sabres. Then they lose tonight, up two goals against a team that has nothing to play for. And they were also on a pretty bad, bad stretch. (laughs) They lost seven in a row. Yeah. And they had their entire defense was out. No Wierenski, no Seth Jones, no Ryan Murray. That's three of their top four defensemen. We still managed to lose. And their Vezina Trophy winning goalie wasn't playing. And they still lost. So it's obviously, it's hard to be, you know, optimistic going into it. But, you know, at least they made it. I mean, that's all I can say. You know, at least I'd rather be where the Leafs are than where the fucking Winnipeg Jets are, who stupidly won eight in a row to finish in, like, the 11th pick. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm just happy that we're past that, and I actually have something to look forward to in going to April. And just, and also that this is just going to be the start and the beginning of what will more than likely be a long ride of being in the playoffs because this team is hopefully going to get better because the defense has definitely have to be up, has to be upgraded. And so does the first line right winger. He's got to be upgraded too. Right winger or so left winger? Hyman. He works his ass off. He, I was fucks in deep, you know? I was he does that. a lot of things for Matthews and Neal that other great, guys don't you know, do. It's great for him. I mean, he's he's won the lottery. He's won the lottery. It's great. I mean, I mean, it's basically like the guys that were on those 2001 Lakers teams with Shaq and Kobe. You just sit on your ass. You do nothing. You still get a ring. He Ryan literally, Madsen, baby. Ryan Madsen. <laughs> Tyrone Liu, who got absolutely dismantled and walked over by Allen Iverson, has a ring. Smush Parker has a ring. I think Kwame Brown has a ring. I don't know about that. I think Kwame, I think they got rid of him, but I get your point with that. <laughs> you I know, mean, it's, it's hard, though, with the Leafs because they didn't necessarily choke down the stretch here. I mean, you could say they did, but they were 11-2-1. They were 11-2-1 prior to that, right? That's true, but they had an opportunity at being second, and they blew it. And Ottawa won out with nobody. And the Bruins somehow managed to keep winning in that stupid three-point game. If Ottawa, that was such piss poor effort. That team is so boring. Okay, let's transition away from the Leafs for a second here. There's obviously a lot more of the playoffs series going on. Um, what's one series you guys are looking forward to that's not the Leafs Capitals? Oh, I'm looking forward to what Edmonton's going to do. I think it's Edmonton San Jose. Yeah, that's what's supposed to be so far. Yeah, that's it's looking like it. Still playing, right? Yeah, McJesus hit 100 points. Has Anaheim won? Yeah, they just clinched the playoff spot. Anaheim. Well, they clin- they clinched a while ago. I mean, th- who's in? I'm the- sorry, the division. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, they won in overtime, so they they did. So yeah, that's going to be big. Edmonton against San Jose. <laughs> I mean, you got a couple big boys in those. Yeah, no, like that. I mean, the West, other than Edmonton and <laughs> San Jose, like that series, I don't see any other really like exciting series. Going out there, I, know, and... I think Chicago Nashville is going to be pretty fun to watch. It'll be fun. I'm to also intrigued for Pittsburgh Columbus too. Uh, pretty yeah. much a lo- every series has intrigue except for the Ottawa Boston one. That's going to be garbage. Both teams are terrible. Dubinsky Crosby is going to be fun to watch again. Oh yeah, yeah. To watch him uh, skate circles around Dubinsky. Hey, he'll get a few slashes in. They'll try and piss him off. Tortorella's bound to have one blow up. You know that for a fact. Yeah. Anaheim, Anaheim, Calgary's another one too. Really, I'm not really looking forward to that one. I think that'll no. just be like, man, that'll think, be a sweep. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like Calgary's chances. Uh, and... But for me, I I think it, especially where I am geographically, I think that Rangers Montreal series is going to be really interesting because the Rangers have played really bad. They, they've been invisible. They've been invisible almost this entire month. Uh, for all their complaining, hey, hundred and two points, blah blah blah. We be the best team in the Atlantic. Last I checked, they have less points than Montreal. So. Yeah. Kind of, kind of fell into, fell in the right way. I think we should come back and do a like an all NHL playoffs preview, not just the Leafs one, because Leafs Capitals. I feel like the storylines are going to be the same of what we're talking about. We'll have a lot more articles and posts up on the site, but I feel like it's just going to be the same stuff we're going to beat on. So we maybe we a, come back and do a. We got to do a bracket. That's what we got to do. Bracket. Yeah, we got it. How do you guys feel about the bracket? Do you think like it's actually working? Are people doing it, or is it just kind of another? I, I think you know, it's a great, gimmick. I think it's a great. It is a gimmick. I mean, obviously, it's a gimmick that it's so stupid that they don't have it based on seating. I don't know where it would be, uh, like what the matchup would be for us. I think we'd still be playing. Yeah, we'd still be playing Washington and Boston. We'd be playing Pittsburgh. It would be Ottawa, Columbus, and Montreal Rangers. So two of the four would be the same. You know, it's kind of a like a dumb idea in the sense that you don't like that it's it's not seated properly, but it's kind of going to have ebbs and flows based on how good one division is versus another. Uh, I think it's a great marketing idea. I mean, I just did a bracket challenge with my mom, my sister, my dad. They have no idea, a single basketball player, but they still had fun watching it, and it gets people's eyes tuned in. You know, it's for this is for the non-traditional hockey fan that's now – you have an office pool. Hey, yeah, I'll throw my name on on Montreal winning the Stanley Cup, and you'll be able to actually follow that team because you'll have a rooting interest in it. And, you know, anybody that says gambling in sports is a bad thing, it's a perfect mix. I mean, it really is. They're mutually beneficial to everybody. They're just mad because they lost. That's all. Who? Any, people that are always anti-gambling with certain things, like oh. get over it. The NFL is as big as it is because of fantasy football and gambling. There's oh, other that... th- other reasons too, but it's a huge, huge catalyst for them. Why else would I watch the Tennessee Titans play the Jaguars on Thursday? Well, one, you're degenerate. I mean, that makes two. I would two, never watch money it. on it. If, yeah, <laughs> fantasy wise, yeah, that's the only reason why you would watch those games. And I think it's a brilliant idea. I really do. Uh, I, I, there's no 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 talking me out of it. I really like the idea myself, and it has me excited. For the playoffs, because I'm going to be doing a bracket challenge, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be watching series that I normally wouldn't watch. Are you a fan of it too, Dave? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've won. Last year, I won a bracket a bracket <laughs> challenge. So, I mean, I know Jake loves to Gosh. hear when I win when I win fantasy or any sort of uh, – any sort of fantasy bracket or whatever. I mean, it came Dave. Dave already has the all I do is win just ready to play. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell you that's going to be my outro or whenever we have a, whenever I just like come to a podcast late, I'm just going to have that song play when I just walk in. Well, uh, we're going to do a bracket challenge then. Oh, yeah. We'll post we, on the site. We'll do all that stuff there. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. We'll see who else can get in on it. I mean, I'm sure some commenters, readers, all that, they'll, uh, they'll have their comments about why our picks suck. Or why this should happen, which will be fun to read as well. Yeah, get ready um, for those, Jake. In the meantime, though, Jake, <laughs> what? Get, get ready for those comments. <laughs> what comments? Uh, your oh, t- when your Hyman your piece goes terrible. up. Oh, oh, I'm. They're gonna, they're gonna 
Oh, I hope they do shred me because I'll shred him back with facts. He's a horrible hockey player. <laughs> uh, we're ready for that one. Okay, we'll have our playoff preview podcast with all the all the series up on Wednesday morning just before the playoffs start, so keep an eye out for that. Until then, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Toronto Maple Leafs podcast brought to you by tipofthetower.com. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Crystal Kranitz. You can follow Jake Middleton, Jake on Twitter at Jake Middleton12. You can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore more city. Thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy getting ready for posting. Sweden, William Nylander. The Knights, Mitch Marner.